Hey and welcome to uh, episode 4 of As Yet Untitled. We've just got done watching Dragon Wars. But before we talk to you about the uh, the film itself, um, if it's the first time listening to us, uh, thank you for tuning in. And speaking of tuning, Chris, you do know now that uh, we're on TuneIn Radio. Oh cool, tell me more. So on TuneIn Radio, basically, go onto the search bar, type in As Yet Untitled, all one word, and uh, yeah, we'll be there. So listen to us as long and as much as you want. Uh, this is the fourth episode, so go back and listen to the first three. And if you're not a fan of tuning, go on to our SoundCloud or iTunes or YouTube. And all of our audio on podcasts and stuff is there. And you'll have more stuff coming out. So, as I said, we got done watching Dragon Wars. Um, so just by looking at the cover, Chris, how, how awful did you uh, think this was going to be? Well, when I picked it up in the store, in the shop, I... It looks like something you'd expect. You see someone's hand coming across the top of the screen out of the shot quickly just to hold the dragon puppet up. That kind of like really bad animatronic CGI kind of effect. Yeah. And from the look of the front cover, you would think you've got these two massive beasts in a titanic battle. Doesn't happen in that way whatsoever. <laughs> this whole situation here we see in the picture, the, the building with the serpent, the great dragon tied around it, never happens. That one happens... The second one sitting there looking at the screen, people, does not. It doesn't. Yeah, so um, so before we actually get into the uh, Dragon Wars film, so I had this idea with Chris, and I don't know if I'm regretting it now, or <laughs> if, um, I mean, it's going to continue, but I, so basically the idea was we didn't just want to do films that we'd always seen and, and stuff like that. Uh, so I said to him, what I want to do is go into our local pound shop or charity shop or something like that and just get a film for like one to two pound and then we're going to review it so it's like a bargain dvd so well uh, we both decided this time to get the worst possible dvds we could find yeah um obviously you'll hear about the one i've seen at a later pod i'm not sure when that one will be out yet but um yeah so dragon wars <laughs> so speaking from the top <laughs> what was your um your first thoughts after watching it chris I have a headache. <laughs> I have a headache after watching it. It was okay. It, it There was a few bits where it seemed to jump around and people, characters turned up for literally no reason. Mm-hmm. And the wise master, the wise elder, the Jack character, he could have done so much more rather than shape-shifting to other people and turn up at the end just to die. That's literally all he did. Yeah. Talk, shape-shift and die. Yeah. I had it was fun to watch because we both took the mickey out of some parts of it, which we'll get to eventually. But I did. I've got to say, I did like the whole um, the Asian influence, the Korean influence at the beginning. Not just the shop where the kid is. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But like the whole backtrack, the village, and everything. Yeah, they seem to work really well. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it as well for what it was. I mean, I wouldn't go to the cinema to see it, maybe, um, and unless. The trailer would have had to have really bloody pulled me in. Oh yeah, um, this would have the picture on the front of the cover would have had to have been on the trailer. That the two yeah. titans battling around. The yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it's a good movie for the price we paid for it, which was ninety nine pence. Was... Exactly, we didn't even get it for a full pound. You no. got you got a penny change. Yeah. Oh, that's how much it was worth, really. <laughs> what a <the> penny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was it was funny in some ways, but um, that actor, the guy who plays Ethan. Yeah, he's been in a few other things, and now I think we know why he's never been in anything else. So you reckon he's killed his career? Well, this movie will kill anyone's career. Uh, didn't it come out two thousand seven? Right, I think I think so. Um, yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah. So, I mean, but saying that, I mean, the image on the 
the American version of DVD looks even better. Yeah, because once again, they're at the top of that building. They're two titans are facing each other. Yeah. That never happens. No. I think that would have made the film a little bit better. Yeah, if you had the good and the bad creatures. At the same time, at, uh, uh, the humans are basically ants to them. Yeah. And they know these, they've got two titan creatures attacking each other, not caring what's happening. And the humans can't tell which is bad and which is good. I mean, the only way we could tell is one was slightly a lighter colour than the other. Yeah, and I mean, well, I mean, we're jumping right near the end of the film, but yeah, that's fine. But um, yeah, I mean, even at the end when they were facing off, I, I, I couldn't really tell the difference. I mean, the thing is, it was a dark room that they were. I have no idea where they were. <laughs> oh, no, I won't say where they had to go. Yeah, yeah. We have to go to this place, but it's not the place. It seems to be like the savannah. It's a massive desert they're in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it had its own, like, area code. And, <laughs> and you could not see civilization for as far as you could see. No, it was wasteland. Yeah. So where in America would you find that? Because they couldn't have taken them to another country, could they? Texas. Yeah, let's not... Let's not <laughs> to anyone listening who may be from Texas, Rob here does not share my ideas about your people. <laughs> I happen to like Texas. I've never been there, but we know... I've known a couple of people from there. I'm sure it's a lovely place to live, not a deserted wasteland at all. Texas. <laughs> Alright, so uh we'll go... trouble with the American <laughs> right, So we'll break down a bit well, we'll try and break down what's what of the film we can. Um so it starts with a father and a son in a like a Korean shop. Mm-hmm. This is like antiques. The father is trying to sell this the shopkeeper a dagger that's apparently been in his family for a hundred years. It's a lot got a lot of sentimental value, which the which the shopkeeper goes, Well, sentimental value sentimental value doesn't isn't worth as much as it used to be. I've seen a lot of these around. I can give you $10 for it. A dagger, over 100 years old, you can have $10 for it. I mean, that's a bargain itself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you see my daggers. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's definitely daggers that we're talking about there. That's uh, yeah, that. <laughs> I, I have two very large, sharp, pointy daggers, and I like that. Yeah, um, the kid has won... The father is a father and son, as I've said. The, the kid has wandered off around the shop, and the dad said, don't touch anything. The kid doesn't touch anything. He comes up against a chest... The lock falls off in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and at first I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, I wasn't too sure. I didn't know if he was being possessed or something was popping out for that reason. Yeah. Cause uh, we had, as the, there's a chest opened in front of him, he had this blue whirly light came out and seemed to envelop him. Yeah. Which is, given this is like a Koreanish movie, possession is quite likely. Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought like he was, I generally thought the boy was going to die. And then it was the dad that was going to go on this adventure kind of thing. Okay, that's a novel idea. I didn't, I didn't see that myself. But clearly, I was wrong because yeah. uh, Ethan, as the young boy, as we find out, is uh, he has seen Emuji. <laughs> Just the same name, Emuji. It both sounds spiritual and some kind of transmitted sickness. I'm sorry, sir. You've got Emuji. Yeah, which we just discovered is a, a belly ache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. That was the old man in the shop goes to no, pretends to have something wrong with his heart. Yeah. And he says to the he says to the, the dad, Don't go don't call an ambulance. Go to the shop down the road, basically, and get this med and tell them it's for me. They'll know what to, they'll know what I need. So the dad says, Stay here because the old man has promised him a thousand dollars for the dagger at this point. Yeah. He tells his son, Stay here and the dad runs out. It's the last time you see the dad in the movie. Yeah, it is. So random this guy, just for the promise of an extra nine hundred and ninety dollars has just left his son with some strange old man in an antique shop and told him basically to do what the old man says, just stay there and do what he says. Yeah. Yeah, that dad, that child needs to be taken into care. Well, my question is, Chris, did the dad get the thousand? <laughs> I would actually, you can imagine that at the end, it's like the old the dad was a really old man sitting there. 
waiting for his money. So. But no, it would be fun. it would be interesting to find out if he actually got any money for it. Because yeah. that dagger, if it's a hundred hundred year old dagger, it's worth quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, I I reckon. I mean, it was it was a good a good way to start. Yeah. Um, like it kind of set the tone. Well, as the old man is talking to the boy after this, after dad's run off, we've we've later find out the old man faked having anything wrong with his heart just yes. to get the, just so we could spend some alone time with the boy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, basically, what the uh, old man does. Um, do we actually find out what his name is? Because I've written down in my notes as Jack. Yeah, that's what that's what they, Ethan that refers to him as. Yeah. yeah, because uh, basically, Jack's got like a um, what do you call it? Like a an antiques shop. Would you call it that? Yeah, and it's an antiques. Well, that's all you can really call it, really, isn't it? Yeah. There's stuff in there. That's the reason the Dad took the dagger in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's an antique shop, and yeah, that's the old Jack seems to run it. Though he never actually refers to himself as Jack. The only time you hear him called Jack is when Ethan says it. Yeah. When did Ethan learn the name? Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming when the dead came uh, back. Uh, maybe or because it was on the side of the building because it says like Jack's shop or Jack's door or something like that. Okay. Um, it could be from that. But so yeah, so we basically uh, Jack the old man starts telling uh, an ancient story about um, a good dragon and a bad dragon. So basically, Ethan's seen Emuji, which is a good dragon. Emuji is the name of the species of dragon. Yeah. Well, at this time, at this point, they're not dragons; they're uh, giant serpents. Yeah, they look like big armored king cobras. That's pretty much what they look like. And the story is that um, one of they're all up in up in the heavens, and one of them gets to ascend to be a celestial dragon. Once every five hundred years, they get a chance to do it. They have to prove themselves worthy in that time, and if they get blessed by heaven, they become a celestial dragon. Well, the bad Imugi's followers decided they didn't want to do that. They wanted to capture the the gift, which is what's the gift? The name of the gift? The uh, I didn't even write it down. Sorry, let's, mate. <laughs> let's call it Yugi. Yeah, yeah, go, we'll call it that. Oh, uh, Yui. Uh, hang on, actually, no. Yujigu? Do you do? Um, Yugi. <laughs> it, it, it's something like Yugi, isn't it? Yeah. Yugi. 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 That's the gift that allows the serpents to become a great dragon. All the baddies collect the Yugi. And heaven didn't like that, so we sent it down to, what, we said about 6th century? Yeah, roughly, yeah. It's like Korea, China, around that area. Yeah. And all heaven could do, for some reason heaven was nearly impotent about how to protect this great gift. All it did was send down its greatest warrior, which was Jack, the, the Jack's previous incarnation. Yeah. So this character Jack is literally from heaven. Mm-hmm. It explains later on what happened, how he yeah, does this exactly, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, a child is born at the same time as the Yujiu coming down, and it's a little girl. Mm-hmm. Well, the mother dies giving birth to the girl, and they see the girl has a... Uh... It's, so, originally, I put in my notes, it was a dragon tattoo, but yeah. it's a birthmark, right? It's a very specific-looking birthmark. It looks more like someone spray-painted a tattoo on them. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, you know, put a stencil over the top and quickly spray-paint. Yeah, I would say so. Um, so yeah, so basically, she's the I'd say like the sacred one. She's would, the vessel. Yeah, she's the vessel. Basically, she's got something. She's the Ujiu, basically, isn't she's, she? She's the she's a pot. The Ujiu is inside of her. Yeah, and it's growing. She, yeah, when she reaches twenty years old, she has to be sacrificed. That's right. Which is really sucks, but that's the kind of legends they have of great sacrifice and all that. Yep. Um, when she reaches twenty, she has to be sacrificed to the good Ujiu. No, the good Imugi, because we've taught the Ujiu then. And that that one has then 
that good one then ascends to becoming a celestial dragon. Mm-hmm. She's making my brain hurt, brain hurt just thinking like that. She is eventually protected by the warrior from heaven and his apprentice. But as with every kind of story like this, the apprentice and the girl fall in love. So she ends up, they end up running away. He abandons his sacred duty and they end up dying, don't they? After her village is attacked and wiped out. Yeah, so, so basically they, um, they jump off a, basically they jump off a cliff yeah. and uh, they die, plummet to the death. But what I do like is the way the story is told, but it's told in a way as um, it's not a myth. He's telling it as it, as, as it actually happened, as it's a historic story. Yeah. Um, but some things that I'm not impressed with was okay. The war took place. That was great. Um, I'm a big fan of the uh, A truck soldiers. Yeah. Uh, I thought they looked incredible, especially they were, really cool they were really cool. Um, I was saying I'd cosplay. Yeah. I would actually cosplay that. I want the mask. But um, it annoyed me because the CGI they were doing so well <laughs> just to start with the, the CGI, and the minute the war happened, it. Kind of turned to, as I said, 2000, what was it? 1999 Star Wars CGI, The Phantom yeah. Menace. Yeah, the Gungans on the battlefield near Thede, that kind of CGI. It was awful. But the other thing, the two guards, you're sitting there, one was obviously smoking a pipe of some description. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm, I'm wondering what was in it now because he looks up and says, What's that? And there's this field of enemies coming towards <laughs> him. Like, how could you not have realised there's like thousands of enemies plus monsters plus advanced weaponry they seem to have from nowhere? Coming towards you. None, there's never any riders that meet out to meet this great army. The army crashes against the walls and simply sweeps through the village. Yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was um, it was more of a... So after that basically happens, uh, the story sort of comes back to... Um, present day. Yeah, to present day. So like, but then it's weird because it's not, it's not present day because Ethan is reminiscing that happening. Yeah, so... So it goes back to the present reminiscent of Ethan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it goes back to the memory of Ethan being a child and hearing this story, this history lesson, basically, from this old man. Yeah. Then, once again, we go back, we get forward further, and we realise it's all of this has been Ethan reminiscing as an adult, as yeah. a 20-year-old. Yeah, which is, again, it's confusing in itself the way it's done. But, basically, we find out that Ethan is a news reporter. Yeah, he, he's he's called to a um. What they said it's like a development, didn't they? Sound, yeah, something like that. And they've for some reason they're brushing away gently at the floor because they found some kind of blue scales, mm-hmm. which is the way the woman was doing it was completely wrong. Yeah, it's like she'd just been told take this brush and rub rub this off, and it would be fine. <laughs> but he was there by himself without any camera work, right? There was no one else at that first time. Yeah, which I don't understand because he has a cameraman. Yeah, and we know he's got a cameraman. He, he's a reporter and he's come along with a handheld camcorder. Yeah. And the zoom and clarity on it, it's a little too much to be believable, really, isn't it? Yeah, because I was laughing. I mean, I do photography and bits and pieces. And you sort of looked at me like, what's well, funny? And I was like, and you was, is it the zoom? And I, c- I can guarantee that whoever done the, the second part of that footage on the zoom in was standing like, like I am over the mixer. Yeah. No way. If you zoom in, you're going to get it pixelated, at least a little bit. But that was... um. That was, I don't know, unless he's got some magical powers. <laughs> no, it's got a bit of emoji on the uh, <laughs> on that camera. Um, I doubt it's going to be that clear. But um, I just don't understand why he had, like, 
a 1990s handheld camera. Well, it matched his 70s clothing and his 80s haircut. It was, but I don't know what was he doing. Like, I, I, what fashion is that? If anyone's ever played with like, um, not Lego, it's one of those. Reminds play, me. Playmobil, Playmobil, but it's got the uh, the yeah. fake hair. <laughs> it seems like someone took this really bad wig and just popped it on his head, like very plastic looking hair. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What you, I was gonna say, do you ever played The Sims? Yeah, I played. Yeah, you know when you just put a stupid haircut on a guy, stupid shirt, and then like nice trousers, and then they they try and learn how to do like skills. Yeah, that's well, pretty much what's going on with Ethan. Yeah, so Ethan generally looked like a a, a randomized Sim. <laughs> what well, his shirt? This is supposed to be what the nineteen nineties at the very least. Maybe like ninety. Let's say let's say nineteen ninety eight. Right. That shirt is over two decades out of date. <laughs> I'm sure he must be making some level of money to be able to. You know, he, with him being his uh, reporter. Yeah. I mean, they, they earn semi-decent money. And his shirt, he looks like he's been thro- shopping at a thrift shop. Uh, I'd say so. For the people that don't know what a thrift shop is, basically it's like a, what would you say? It's just like a, charity, a shop. charity shop. Yeah. It's the sort of thing in America, like the Salvation Army kind of shops yeah, they have out right, there. Yeah. yeah, so moving on from us bitching about Ethan. I mean, I think I could do that for quite a while, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he just happens to be the one chosen because he's. He looks at him and says, "Well, he doesn't say it, but he seems to realise what it is straight away." Yeah, he's a blue. Basically, it could it could easily be a blue bit of wood, you know, just a shaped bit of wood. Yeah, he sees him. I know what this is. I know what it means now. But he's been waiting all this time just for this one thing to happen. Ten years is a bit of a long time to wait. So we find out that um, the uh, the girl. So basically, as we now know, Ethan is uh, reincarnated. Of uh, the the apprentice. the apprentice, which means there's going to be a reincarnation of the girl, yeah. which we then find out is a girl called Sarah. Now uh, we're first introduced to her, and she's at the gym, and they're hiding the shoulder tattoo. Yeah, they in every scene up until like right right near the end, really, they never show the birthmark, the tattoo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, wherever it's always is. yeah, <laughs> it's always hidden out of shot. Like either the camera's just off, or she's got something draped over her shoulder, and it's. Yeah, we, you, as you said, we meet her in the gym and she sees that, she, well, her friend pulls her attention towards the uh, TV in the corner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sort of something's happened. And she sees the same blue scale. Yeah. And I, I don't see why she would be afraid of that because she has no idea about any of what's happening. I have no idea. I think a reincarnation version of her is there. So I think they've got like both memories. But the thing that really bloody annoys me is we see Ethan walk off and then when they're on the telly in the gym, He's talking to a damn camera. So where did where did the cameraman come from? <laughs> Imagine if you can see one of like selfie stick attached to the holder. <laughs> yes, I'm here with me. But I just I just didn't understand it. It was a uh, that was very incon- uh, there's a lot of inconsistencies no, in this film. I did not even notice that. Did you not? No, I did not notice that he was he was talking to. Uh, no, you see him there, and I'm thinking, okay, he's a reporter. But you're right. There was no cameraman there with him. There was no one there to hold a larger camera. And his camera had gone. And he can't put that in his pocket. That's a fair sight. Unless they were using that camera to do the... That's a very good camera then. That, that's what I'm on about, yeah. So um, there must have been a luck of emoji on it. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be our word of the day, emoji. <laughs> so um, Sarah runs home and uh, she pulls out this ancient book. Which we've never heard. We never hear about again. We, never, no. we don't know where she got it from. Is it? It's not in English in any way, shape or form. It's obviously an Asian dialect. You know, the uh, Korean writing or the Chinese writing, it's very flowing. Yeah. But we ne- <laughs> once again, a random thing. This, this girl's her reincarnation just happens to have this book for some reason. 
because reasons. Yeah. Uh, Again, which we don't bloody find out. Um, a friend comes home and right. finds out that Sarah has stuck loads of. Well, I'm assuming it's supposed to be like talismans or like protective spells from the book all I around her house. Well, yeah. well, at least all around the living room, on one wall, above the settee. <laughs> yeah, that'll protect you. She's told by a friend, go and have a rest. Goes, has a rest. And then promptly they both go out, don't they? They go down to a... They go to, to a club yeah. or something like that. So she believes these talismans are the only things that will protect her. Mm-hmm. And at what the minimal urging by her friend, they both go out and leave the talismans there. Yeah. If I was worried something was coming after me, I'd stick one to my back, one to my front, and one to the top of my head. <laughs> if I knew it would last, I'd put one on the bottom of my shoes. If I believe these magical bits of paper are going to protect me, then I'd be doing that. Yeah. Yeah, she decides, when it's at the club, she doesn't really want to be there. Mm-hmm. And so she leaves. Then she gets attacked in the car park. Yeah. By um. What we find out is apparently uh, football players. Um. For one of them looks forty-five years old, heavily overweight. He's not a football player. Yeah. I mean, I I can I see that. Um. <clears throat> so they say that we find out they're football players. Now, for the people that are listening, um, in England, that's American football. For the people who are living listening in America, it's football. It's football. Um, not soccer. I'd rather clear that up because it's it's American it's NFL on it it's yeah, basically it's, it's yeah. like rugby to me it's rugby with a ball thrown forward yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we'll leave it at that I'm yeah. not going to try and explain NFL <laughs> no, that's, that's not, not yeah so uh, she gets attacked and uh, Jack comes to save the day um, he kicks the crap out of him and then he yeah he vanishes and then Sarah ends up in a police interrogation room yeah, she. I'd, I'd imagine she's gone to report what's happened to her, but no one will believe that this random old man came out of nowhere and helped her. Yeah. And for uh, the reporter, it just walks in through a police station, <laughs> goes up to her. This is newsworthy. And starts taking pictures of her face. Not once did he was the, was he stopped by the police until no. that point. Yeah. And she did. She she didn't say stop taking pictures. She just stood there with her head slightly to the side. And even then, the policeman was still polite, asking him to leave. He didn't throw him out. He's like, "Can you leave, please?" <laughs> they just escorted him out of the door. You would have taken the camera away because that's evidence now. Yeah, I mean that's got like physical, you know, pictures of her and yeah. any kind of damage. But it was kind of um, I can't remember the word. Expected young woman, young blonde woman leaves the club. Three men walking towards her, and suddenly there's a fight going on. You knew it was going to happen the moment you see those men. You knew they were going to attack. So after that, uh, the she goes home. Uh, they allow, allow her to go home yeah. and her birthmark burns so she calls uh, for an ambulance and um, then we have this weird scene where oh, right, the ambulance is whizzing down I understand that part yeah. but I don't understand feel, I feel like they were trying to force comedy on uh, in the film yeah. because as the ambulance whizzes past it drives over a puddle alright fine it could have been raining outside but it splashes a homeless guy and he calls them worthless bums I just don't get the... There was no reason for that scene to be in there whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, you you could have just had her in the ambulance being, or being driven to the hospital. You yeah. didn't have to have her... Like, you didn't have to have that really scene. Bad attempt at comedy. Yeah. There was no... Like you said, there's no reason for that. It's just like, like you said to me, they were trying to stuff as many characters into the movie as possible. That's what it felt like, yeah. I mean, the only funny part that I would, I would have said is when um, <clears throat> the Aatrox soldier... Or well, the leader of the Aatrox soldiers. Um, he walks through the closed gate. Yeah. 
and like he he ghosts through it so he walks through he kind of becomes like a ghost himself and then an old lady that's walking in front of him sees this happen and then she attempts to walk through the gate but generally walks into it yeah just stops and he gets bang turns around seems to look away from the camera down the street and he's like shocked for a minute like what happened and then yeah exactly and it flips to another scene so it felt like they tried to add comedic effect to make it less serious um which I don't think they should have forced because they didn't need to do that to make it an interesting film. I mean, we're watching a film already about bloody two dragons. Like, you know, well, we're interested. So, like, there was no need for it. Well, yeah, now we're at the hospital and Jack, yes. uh, sorry, not Jack, Ethan, has had a nightmare a little while beforehand. Like, yeah. a, pre- a, bit, like, a, pre- like a premonition. Yes, he did. And about uh, the, old, the leader of the baddies... I didn't even Aatrox, Aatrox. the Aatrox soldiers. Yeah, his name, the baddies. No, unfortunately, we didn't. Wasn't it Baki or something? Or was that the Or was that the name of the Unag of the Umuji? I think it was you. Uh, hang on, I've actually took the name down for the um. Baraki is the bad dragon. Okay. Unagi is that what you were going to say? Yeah, Unagi is something else. That's got nothing. That's, that's to from do. Friends. <laughs> oh, someone's so wrong. <laughs> oh, there's one. Yeah, but now we're in the hospital. She right. She called the ambulance herself because this mark was burning. Yeah. So they've ended up locking her up in a psych ward. Yeah. And the reason is because she has a mark that might be infected. Now, can anyone out there tell me what's wrong with that sentence? They've locked a woman up in a psych unit because her mark was burning. Surely that would be like intensive care or isolation, not the psych unit. Yeah. There is literally no reason for that Man. girl to have been in the psych unit whatsoever. Yeah. And... Um, her friends try to see her. They do. Which, by the way, you don't, you don't ever see those friends again after what's about to happen to them. Uh, no, that's it. So basically, as Chris was talking about just then, <clears throat> they go back to uh, pack bags for uh, Sarah so then she can have like more comfortable clothes in the hospital or the psych ward. And um, the massive dragon basically kills them both. It, it seemed to be tracking her. So it went to a house for some reason. Still don't know how he's tracking her. And it just bursts straight through the wall. Yeah. Well, first of all, it goes around the house, and makes it shake. Yeah. And there's like unresolved tension between the, those two characters, the man, and the woman. They seem to be dating. I think so. But there was never shown. No, it just seemed to be friends. But yeah, um, one of the girl tries to run, and the dragon comes down and grabs her in his mouth, chucks her in the air, and drops her in the water, which then, and you never hear what happens to the guy. Uh, no, you don't. Uh, you just see. The, yeah, through. yeah, and then obviously you see the girl later when uh, Ethan pulls the white cover of her. Yeah, yeah. So no one cares what happened to this guy. He's just randomly disappeared. But this girl, as we find out a little later, has died. She dead. She dead. She definitely dead. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Ethan finds out that there's um. So actually, while all that's going on, Ethan is looking for Sarah, and he said that like, there's twenty seven hundred Sarahs in this database. Yeah. He finally finds the one that he's looking for because he gets a picture. He actually sees the picture from the reporter that took the photo of Sarah earlier on in the film. Yeah. So it does help that he took the photo, even though it was a bit of a dick. Um, <laughs> it seemed like very convenient that, oh, he just happened to be here at the right time to see this photo. Yeah. And then he fi- he, I think he sees the, the tattoo or the, like, the birthmark or something on her shoulder when he's looking at the photo. I think he just see- he sees the picture and says, this is her. He, he m- must know. Well, as we as we now know, there's an instance of uh, past lives going on, reincarnation. Yeah. So maybe, like you said before, there's some of that knowledge has leaked through. Uh, I reckon so. 
Um, so Ethan runs down to that uh, location uh, where the deaths have just happened by the dragon. And instead of actually recording any um, news report footage, he goes to the hospital where Sarah is because he said he finds that's more important. Yeah. Then as he gets there, he's looking for Sarah and he goes to the desk and it's the same woman that refused. The, yeah, friends. exactly. Yeah. So um, he's walking down the corridor as he's leaving and then a guy called Dr. Austin says, oh, you're from CGNN. And uh, he says, is there anything happening in the uh, Bahia? And he goes, yes, I'm actually looking for someone called Sarah Daniels. I think that was the last name. Um, looking for Sarah. And then, yeah, and then <laughs> literally the Dr. Austin just takes her there. Takes him. takes him to see Sarah. And then... Um, There's a policeman outside the door. Oh, wait, this is a reporter who's here to see Sarah. The policeman just moves out the way and lets them in. You just, if, the, <laughs> if, he, if this woman is being locked up because of a potential infection, which is what they said, mm-hmm. they wouldn't let anyone in. No. But if she's in a psych ward, and they still wouldn't let anyone in. Yeah, I, I know. I don't like. It's very. Oh, I have no idea. It's very up and down, isn't it? Like one minute they've got like following rules, and then they're not. The, the, the zookeeper. Yeah. Oh, there was a small scene with the zookeeper. Keeper. He's like a night watchman by the looks of it. And like, he's been in other stuff. I can't remember his name though. He um, he hears noise from the elephant, at the elephant area. Goes in there and he sees this gigantic snake, the dragon, the dragon creature, eating an elephant. He throw the the snake throws the elephant at the man, mm-hmm. who then manages to dodge it. And when the man goes to report this later on, he's put in the psych unit as well in the same hospital. Yeah, because we have an inter- we have not well, interesting. It's a little scene of uh, the woman saying, "There's no such thing as this giant snake." Which, frankly, there would have been evidence at the park, really, wouldn't there? I mean, the elephant itself. I know one was swallowed, but I'm sure it must have like, bitten a few of them. Yeah, I, I was listening. I was just doing some research on here. Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, so basically, he says, uh, "She's as she's sitting there. She says no such thing as say. She said, uh, if if you say there's nothing, that there's nothing like that, then um, we'll untie her, basically." <laughs> and he agrees it, to that. Yeah, and then outside the window, the giant snake goes past and looks in. It's like, <laughs> I hate to say this, but the giant snake is literally outside the window right now. It's in this building. Time up again, and then as she turns around, the snake moves his head up, so he, did, so he generally looks like a liar. So he got mugged off by a snake. <laughs> the snake did that deliberately. Is that man I'm alive? I'm messed with. Hello, hundred percent. Um, I'm hoping at some point that they let him out because they do realise that there's a massive bloody snake. Well, the in government, I actually wrote that down. The government would let uh, people be seen as crazy rather than admit the truth. Yeah. Because at this point, we know the government is now the U.S. military is now involved in what they happening. are. Yeah. Even though they've. They've said that this, this creature could be a prehistoric animal. Woman goes, this, the woman who was working with him goes, we have found a legend that seems to show the same sort of creature. And he goes, a legend? Is that the best we can do? And later on, we seem to they already know what it is. Yeah. So completely, once again, that woman gets mugged off. She's done research that's not necessary. Yeah. Uh, so after that, <clears throat> we find out that, um, well, we see that uh, Sarah and Ethan escape and um, we find also find out that Doctor Austin is Jack. is Jack the uh, the ancient dude, so um, he helps them escape. Where did the real Jack? Where did the real Doctor Austin go? Or was there ever a real? Doctor that's what I was about to say. Was there ever a real Doctor Austin? That means that guy had to keep an entire another life going. Yeah, that's just that bit that takes too much time for me. I have problems dealing with one life rather than having multiple. Or less. He was just there and he's able to do it because later on we see Doctor Austin, well Jack, become a woman and she. 
the woman helps them escape in the car. Yeah, but that could have been in, in transforming to woman. Could have easily been like, I'm going to go steal a car now, I will, and then take yeah, it. Yeah, possibly. Uh, so they leave the building, <clears throat> and uh, the dragon basically chases them, and they finally escape uh, through. I oh, know they finally escape and they go to the beach. Yeah, and but I've got to say this: you will need to have subtitles active to watch this movie, because there are bits in that are spoken in no language that I know of. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming that they they actually subtitle that in general. Um, when we watch the films, they mumble a lot anyway, and uh, we have subtitles on just in case we miss something. But yeah, definitely have the subtitles on for this because um, it none of it's clear. Not really. Sorry, let me sidetrack then. Yes, they're at the beach and they're talking about the destiny and what's uh, what they believe has got to happen and why she should believe Ethan anyway. About yeah. how they've been linked all this time and all this. This basically sets up to me almost like a romantic moment. Yeah. He's known her for less than a day at this point. He's He met her a few hours ago. Yeah. And suddenly they're talking like they've been together for years. Mm-hmm. Which could easily, like you said, been the reincarnation of the two lovers from beforehand. Definitely. And... Uh, we know a bit conveniently. Ethan has a professor. He knows a professor, and he takes Sarah basically to the professor. She gets hooked up, and um, basically she goes back. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm assuming she's hypnotized. It's past life regression. There we go. Yeah, but there was no reason for her to be hooked up to the machines in the first place. Right. They don't need to track her brainwaves like in hospital. No. So there's no literally no need for the wires or anything. Not at all. And there's no proof this guy's a professor. I'm sorry, but I just happen to know someone who calls himself professor. It's not a wise thing to go through. It's like the doctor calling himself doctor from Doctor Who. Yeah, not a doctor. No doctor at all. But yeah, they put the uh, young woman, Sarah, through past life regression. She goes back and sees the death of her, well, her father. Not the death, but you know, her father's alive. Then it's the funeral. Uh-huh. Then they go back. He says, do you see a light? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, and I said to you at that point, don't go in the light. <laughs> when In any movie, if you get knocked unconscious and you see a light, a warm glow light, they always say, go towards the light. And it's like the way to the afterlife, the yeah, way to heaven. Yeah. And, but no, I'm sorry. If, I, if I'm going in past life aggression, I'm not going to go towards a bright light because that's just way too convenient way to get rid of someone. <laughs> but yes, um, they, she apparently she goes into the light or something, does she? Uh, so she walks into the light. She sees basically all of her past, and and that she's this other character. She's a, she was the other person. Da, 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 da. The young woman who contained this great power for the dragon. Yeah, and then the the dragon interrupts. Dragon has interrupted. Yes, it smashes. <laughs> it seems to curl around the building again. It I, seems to enjoy curling round things. Well, we just attacking. It does that again later on at Liberty City. Yeah. So um, I think it's got a fascination for curling round things. I think it's Liberty House. Liberty. Liberty City's from Grand Theft Auto. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> We're not trying to plug Grand Theft Auto here. It's just a mistake. So, uh, yeah. So, um, it gets interrupted. Basically, they get interrupted and they run. I'm assuming the good doctor, the professor, dies as well. I'm assuming so because uh, we don't see him again after that. He goes that. straight through the house, doesn't he? Yeah. The snake. So, <laughs> the amount of people, they should realise by now, anyone they seem to go near ends up dead. Yeah, I feel so. I'm lucky Bruce survived, you know. The, uh, the friend... Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, he ends up surviving, though we don't really see much of him. No, not at all. Um, so, basically, <clears throat> they jump in a Domino's uh, car, don't they, Chris? Yeah, it's, if that's if Domino's paid for that product placement, it wasn't a very good idea. I mean, you'd like the only thing you could see with Domino's was the quick flash of the colours mm-hmm. and the guy walking out having, having sold the pizza. Yeah, I mean, did the Domino's dude die as well? 
I'm not sure, but well, at this point, the dragons chase them down the street and everything's crashing around, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm assuming he got swallowed up by not the dragon, but like all the debris. Probably. But later on, when they get out of the car, it's not a Domino's car anymore. No, it's a different. I, I don't know, man. It's, this is weird. Um, so basically, they get, as Chris said, they get out of the car and they go and meet Bruce. Uh, they ask Bruce for a favor, and that was to get in a uh, helicopter in the sky. So I think so they can be above the dragon, so they can find out what they're doing. Um, at this point, there's also like the bad editing, isn't there? That goes from um, talking talking normally, and suddenly they're in a different location and they're doing something else. Yeah, yeah. So Bruce and Ethan walk off into the background. Um, Even the woman who's being chased by these dragons, yeah. this dragon. Alone in a public place. That's right. And then as it sort of... The idea, I'm assuming the idea was to cut to Ethan and Bruce. But instead of doing that, it pauses. I thought the DVD froze. Yeah, I honestly thought that as well. Because like I said, I bought this from a charity shop. Yeah. So I was thinking, oh dear. Has it mucked up? I was almost getting ready to go down to have a look at it and pull it out. And yeah, yeah. It. it seemed to jolt for a second then go back to normal. Yeah, I, I mean, all right. So that was the only bad part editing-wise. Like video editing-wise. Yeah. Together. Um, that was like cool, raw, raw footage, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, after that, they uh, they've been told they need to get on top of Liberty Tower, Liberty house. Tower House, whatever the hell it is. Um, so they leave the building, and as they're leaving the building, the uh, dragon comes along again and starts to. Uh, it plows into it. it doesn't scale itself. It actually nose dives into yeah, the window. That's the first honest reaction to a giant dragon serpent we see is the uh, is the young African American woman who's the barista. She's the waitress. She sees the dragon, screams, drops the thing, and pelts it. She runs for it. That's the first honest reaction to a giant dragon creature I've actually seen in that movie. Yeah. Uh, so as they're running, um, the FBI that we were talking about earlier, the government and military and that, I'd say, jump in the car, which they, they're not reluctant. You know what I mean? They just jump in. They're not reluctant to it. No, it's a little... Once again, something conveniently happens, and they think, oh, okay, these people must be here to help us, so let's go. You yeah. never assume that someone who's going to offer you a lift is going to be a good person. That's right. And then uh, they get taken to um, like an empty like warehouse or something like that. For some strange reason, there they could have. From what we know is going to happen, that guy could have done that particular action in the car. Yeah, Frank Bang done. But he takes uh, them in there, and for some reason he decides to push Ethan to the side as they're walking in. Mm -hmm. And then he explains that they already know what's going on, and we know you're the vessel for this great power because apparently the FBI has a paranormal division now, which is. Ridiculous. Yeah. Because earlier on, they completely pushed over the idea that this could be something from a legend. <laughs> yeah. This woman spent time, I oh know, not much time, but time for her to link a legend to this creature. Yep. And they completely poo poo the idea. They do. Wee wee. So, uh, yeah, so as basically <clears throat> the idea is they thought, or the guy knows if Sarah dies, then 500 years later. The, yeah, again. the cycle starts again. So um, he's willing to kill Sarah. As that happens, Ethan. Now I'm not. This is where I get confused because there's Ethan jumps in front of Sarah, right? Yeah, he definitely. The guy, the bad FBI agent, shoots towards Sarah. Ethan jumps in front of her, slumps to the floor, obviously injured. Yes, but we don't know if he got shot. Now I was on the impression that he's got this emblem thing on, right? So I, I thought the emblem's a protecting thing. You think? The emblem just symbolises that they're the protector. Yeah. So I have no, <laughs> no idea. Well, the man that was shoot, shooting at Sarah was really close to her. Yeah. But somehow Ethan still managed to get from there, jump in front that way. Yeah. You literally seem to go around her to jump in front of her. That's right. And the bullet either didn't hit or somehow missed. And these FBI agents, they must be trained marksmen at least. At, at least they must be, yeah. And 
if he did get shot and suddenly you back up, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Let's go. It's actually, that's literally it. Get up. Okay, let's go. And but if he is uninjured due to this magical amulet, then surely you would have sent the amulet would have glowed or something to represent that. You know, it would have covered him in light to heal him or something. Yeah. Once again, we've got no idea what's going on. No. So uh, basically, Ethan's on the floor. The uh, the bad FBI agent um, then reloads the gun and goes to shoot at Sarah. A gun goes off, and then we find out that the good FBI agent that was with them just shot, shot the bad FBI agent. Yeah, which is going to cause a lot of paperwork for the FBI. One agent shooting another is a very bad thing. Yeah. But, I mean, I understand why he done it. Because then he says, uh, I understand what you have to do. And I'm assuming that goes to the the uh, the canyon or Grand Grand Cave. Sorry, I was going to say Grand Canyon then. The Grand Cave. Well, it could have been the Grand Canyon, given the voice that we know about it. I mean, <laughs> I will never play, call that place the Grand Caves. I wouldn't. Um, so they jump in a car and then they drive off. But we did just bypass a really good part of the film, which was they done this war battle scene with um, the Aatrox soldiers and all the uh, like the other dragons and the other like goblins and gremlins or whatever the hell they are. The mini dragons appear from everywhere. And then they have this fantastic scene. Like, I actually enjoyed it. The shields? Yeah, with the shields and they're being shot down and uh, you got the, the military shooting and they're fighting and, and all that. So they, I mean, they've done a lot of time just on that. I would say that's been a long time editing. Well, this movie did, what is the budget again? It's uh, Dragon Wars is a $75 million Action-packed right. international box office smash hit. I'd never heard of it until today, till I saw the movie on the shelf. Well, yeah, I mean, I hadn't either. But it says on here, at this time of its release, it was highest budget South Korean film of all time. Fine, I understand that. It could be. It says this film was a box office success, grossing almost a hundred million worldwide, but received generally negative reviews from critics. So it, even though it got a hundred mil worldwide. That's a fairly good amount. Yeah. It it got negative reviews. So it's probably why it wasn't as popular to be I reckon so. Like the critics were the, probably the reason that it plummeted. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? There is some issues with the editing as yeah, and yeah. some of the effects, but some of them are really good as well. Uh so you know, I don't know. But um so yeah, we had the good scene of the battle and all that stuff. The shield they they turn around, the shield seems to pop into existence like Almost like mechanical. Yeah, like he's ready and waiting. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And then Ethan and Sarah are driving. Uh, their car crashes because of the dragons. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming they're, they're shooting fireballs or something. Yeah, this is right near the end now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We've actually gone past the bit where the dragons curled around the Liberty Tower. Oh, that's right. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, they've, as, we, as we said earlier, the friend, who was his name? Uh, Bruce. Bruce. Managed to get them the helicopter so they could get away to wherever they needed to get to. They get up the top, all the way up this massive skyscraper to the helipad. Mm-hmm. They get in the helicopter just in time for the snake to curl around the building and grab the side of the uh, helicopter. That's right. Well, for some reason, Ethan decides, right, we've got to jump out. We're not going to make it. We've got to jump out. Now, this poor guy who's driving the ruddy helicopter, as far as he knows, he's been sent on a story with these people. <laughs> he gets threatened after Ethan and... Everyone's jumped out. He's still in it, and he gets th- the snake throws the helicopter straight to the ground. The guy didn't have time to scream by the sound of it. No. This guy's his family's going to go. Where? Where's my husband? I'm sorry. He was devoured. He was killed by a giant <laughs> snake. I don't think that's going to be on his life insurance policy. Probably not. Um, 
but that was a good scene as well because of the way they were trying to take down the uh, the dragon. Because they had all the um, the military at that point. It's like that's the first time you see the Black Hawk helicopters that's come right, up, yeah. and everyone is shooting at the dragon repeatedly, and it seems to almost kill it. Yeah, I thought we did. Because well, afterwards you don't see it until right near the end, do you? Again, it's mm. once it's collapsed on the floor. Yeah, it's all cow was away. Yeah, maybe it just has to heal itself rapidly. Probably. So uh, Ethan and Sarah crash, as we were saying, um, due to the fireball dragon thingy with Jiggies. Um, Ethan passes out. Yeah. Now this is where it gets confusing. All right. Very confusing. So Ethan passes out, and then he wait. He comes to, and he's wrapped in, uh, he's tied up. Um, his emblems on show. All right, and he's wrapped around this post or something. I have no idea where the hell they are. All through the movie, we're told you have to take her to the Grand Cave, the Great Cave. Right. Well, in my opinion, this place was not a cave. (laughs) There was sky above. You could see mountains in the distance, and there was nothing overhead. Mm -hmm. Generally, a cave has to be a cave rather than. um, Right. This is apparently, I'm assuming, it's still in America at some place. Well, I don't know. I mean, but saying that. It's what I was thinking earlier, right? The cave that the soldiers first went in when they went to shoot the kill the dragon off in the first place, yeah. that was the cave, right? Was that or was that? I, I don't know if that was a grand cave. It wouldn't seem like a grand... Oh, well, it was It was a mining cave, wasn't it? Because you yeah. laughed at the bad uh, effects of... Yeah, the, yeah, the wickedly bridge and that, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, maybe not then. But if that was the cave, where the hell did everything else come from? But then I think we're bypassing that the film's magical, in a sense... Well, yeah, at the very beginning, we did miss the point that the old man, the warrior from heaven, was shooting fireballs from his hands at the baddies. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> we do have instances of magic where Jack changing shape and the whole reincarnated um, reincarnation of the memories. Yeah. So that's obviously linked to magic because uh, they were sent from heaven. Yeah, so I, I reckon maybe they've gone into the cave, but um, the Aatrox soldier, the leader of the Aatrox soldier, is because uh, he summons... He does the summoning, doesn't he, oh, yeah, to bring the... Uh... In the beginning, he's just by himself. And he goes back to Jack's shop. For some reason, Jack has all the scrolls with all the baddies trapped inside. Yeah, like you said, why didn't he burn them? Yeah. Would that have released them? But if that's true, why have the scrolls sitting out? Lock them in a chest and bury it in concrete. Yeah. Do something. <laughs> yeah. Not just... Jack never seems to go back to his shop. Nothing. He... Right, he's, he's um, not a time traveller, but he's a reincarnated warrior from heaven. Mm-hmm. You would think that he'd have the sense to hide these things. Yeah. And it's never explained how we got the scrolls in the first place. Oh, I, I don't know. We go too far into this. We'll yeah. end up with aneurysms. <laughs> so uh, basically, Ethan's tied up as a, a, the Aatrox soldier leader. Um, he's summoning the dragon. Um, Ethan, I don't know what he does. He, he does something. He screams. Yeah, he lets out like, a little yelp kind of thing. And um, Imagine uh, the kind of scream Gohan, Goku... Did when he first got his Super Saiyan powers. Yeah. Ah, he seems the air seems to swirl and glow blue, and his emblem glows, and it seems to shoot energy everywhere. That's right, yeah. Which is madness. Um, so basically, he ends up killing all the Aatrox soldiers and everything basically around, other than the dragon and the Aatrox leader. Yeah, the soldier. Leader. Yeah, and then the the Aatrox leader puts. The, I don't know why he does it. He puts his. Sword yeah, on goes, the emblem. He goes. No, he goes to stab him. Does he, he go to stab he, him? He, right, very slowly. He goes to stab him, and for some reason he touches the emblem, and that causes the feedback and kills him. Yeah. So basically, he he kills himself. Yeah. He could have just. You got a sword. Slash at the guy's throat. Go for an artery, not just poke him in the chest with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Ting. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, 
it reminds me of uh, the Home Alone scene, you know, um, where Marv, the yeah, the, the, the Marv, yeah, the wet bandit, he, um, he's shaking as he gets electrocuted. Um, Pretty he, much like that. Yeah, he does basically die like that, but you don't see his skeleton. No. <laughs> you just see him fall. I remember that bit. Yeah. Screaming in the gut. <laughs> flashes up. We'll have to do Home Alone for another podcast. So, yeah, we'll do it near Christmas. That'd be fun. As long as we could do Nightmare Before Christmas as well. So yeah, fun. we'll figure We'll We'll make a plan. Um, yeah, so, so, uh, so he dies. <laughs> and at this point, we some, I must have blinked because suddenly we've got the second giant snake creature that's <laughs> yeah. appeared. Where did that come from? I have no idea. But suddenly you've got these, the lighting is quite dark in this very cave. I'm, yeah. I'm, you can't see it, but I'm doing very large quote, uh, speech marks. So it's a cave. No, it's not. It's a desert. And Texas. <laughs> D- Texas is not a deserted wasteland full of demons. It's part of what you see. <laughs> you put me off for a second. Then. <laughs> uh, so they're in the cave oh, and right, the yeah, dragon. It's, it's the, the the lighting for the movie at that point. I think it's really dark. Maybe it's supposed to be, but you can't really tell which dragon is which, which is good, which is bad. Yeah. When when he died, when after the whole battle, when one of them died, I actually honestly thought the bad one had won. No, no, no. Yeah, the bad one did win. Yeah, only temporarily though. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Why I got confused because there's one on the ground already. Because these two giant snake creatures are biting each other, wrapping around each other, trying to kill each other. And one gets a lucky bite into the other one's neck. And once looks a little whiter, a little brighter, falls to the floor. Mm-hmm. And it just seems to be dead. Yeah. And Ethan grabs Sarah and says, we've got to go. And she goes, no, this is what my destiny is. I've known this all along. How? Two days ago, you had no idea what the birthmark was or why you needed to have Chinese symbols around your house. I, I don't even think it was two days. I think it would, I think all this happened in under 24 hours. That's one. <laughs> That's madness, isn't it? So this 20-year-old guy, Ethan, has found his destiny and done it all in one, yeah, one day. Yeah, yeah, basically. That's a real letdown for the rest of your life, isn't it? <laughs> I've got some grand destiny and it's done. Oh. But you had to wait 10 years. Yeah, but in that 10 years, he's not exactly preparing for it, is he? He's <laughs> not just, really. He's just being normal. You don't really do anything. No, he must have gone to journalism. He went to journalism school apparently because he became a journalist. Yeah, but I mean, but overall, he, if you take out Ethan, right, he has no relevance really to the film. I All he does is running around. Jack could have got uh, Sarah. The moment he found out who Sarah was, taken to the cave. Cave. Exactly. Done exactly what is Edmund. And then there wouldn't have been any issue. No. So Ethan is. I wouldn't say he's irrelevant, but he's not completely relevant. Yeah, he's, he, he doesn't do anything. I suppose it could be his past life's attempt to re, uh, to make up for what he did when he abandoned his duties. Probably, yeah. But that's going into it again too deeply. Yeah. But yes, uh, Sarah doesn't want to run away anymore. She walks up and for some reason her tattoo slash birthmark starts glowing and all the energy seems to flow out of it and up into the sky. Like an orb. Yeah, well, it's, it's like a smoke first of all and suddenly it's literally just a glass. It looks like a big blue marble. Yeah. That's my little there. Yeah, it just appears for no real reason. And the dragon... Uh, the snake rears up to eat it and suddenly somehow Sarah can control it she can move her hand and make the orb fly around wherever she wants she makes it fly right up to the face of the downed dragon yeah which is a good one yeah it's the dragon opens his eyes sees it literally swore quickly to eat it it begins to burn up and uh, it just seems to melt away and reform into this celestial dragon yeah which is actually like a, if anyone's ever read any old myths about the um well, in like Korea, the dragons have like a set of coral-like antlers, mm-hmm. and they're very long and thin. They have legs on, but you know, two, uh, four legs. Yeah. And this dragon 
Nell starts attacking the Imugi, the last, the one, the only one that's there. Yeah. Well, the Imugi should have realised at this point it's over. <laughs> yeah, he should have done. Because the, what it wanted was that blue big marble, which has just been swallowed by the dragon. But it, they keep fighting anyway. And scream. Yeah, it, so the, uh, the Baruki? Imugi. No, 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 name for the, uh, there's a name for the bad one, right? Bakuri. Bakuri, yes, the one. So yeah, so the bad dragon dies and lets out a yelp. Like, it's more like a tortured it's, scream. It's just tortured screaming, yeah, which I enjoyed because it, it had feelings. It actually yeah. felt something. It made it seem a bit, I know we're talking about two giant creatures battling in the desert, but it made it seem a bit more real. Yeah. The fact that you can almost hear this creature's pain as it's being burnt up. Yeah. So that happens, and then, uh, but you missed out the uh, the, the bit when they, the uh, Sarah got her strings cut and fell to the floor. Oh, yeah, she was, uh, once the energy had turned into the ball, and have been swallowed by the uh, now celestial dragon. It's almost. Has anyone ever played with a puppet with a string? It's like when you snip the string, it just seems to collapse like a ragdoll. Yeah. That's pretty much how she went down. Ethan then scoops her up, talking to her, trying to get her to wake up, which is like really rom com. I think there's a little life in it though, because right after the bad dragon dies. That's what she says. Um, so yeah, the the blue dragon, like the, I'm saying, like the better, like nice dragon, What's the good this? dragon. Yeah. Um, he comes kind of back over to her and breathes life into her so then she can hug him kind of thing but her life goes and all like, all of her life then like she sort of ascends into the dragon yeah she's become for some reason wearing a giant white kimono-esque outfit for no reason <laughs> if she'd been standing there dressed as she normally was but like almost transparent white fine that would have been understood like yeah. she flows into the dragon but no she's I didn't know it was her first of all well, also she's like this big puff of yellow light and this like tiny head which was her but yeah after she's basically ascended she becomes one with this great celestial dragon and that's pretty much it yeah the dragon ascends up but you know what i wanted to happen i wanted it to be sarah and then it's so it fades as sarah so this the final life but then sarah turns into the original character so the the girl that died the first time and then goes in so it's it she has, yeah, and, and then going in, yeah, that's what I would have liked. Um, so the dragon ascends, along comes Jack, says you complete your destiny, and Jack dies. Yeah, but, but Jack has the uh, the Jedi death, yeah, he seems to fade away into nothing, yeah, very like almost like he's becoming part of everything around him, he just seems to fade away. Like he's imagine holding a ball of fluff and you blow it, it's that kind of, yeah, it's, yeah, very, very good. Yeah. I like it. Um, <laughs> don't do it again. <laughs> um, well, but no, no. I'm, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. It's like um, he just sort of becomes like everything. But then yeah. he doesn't ascend, does he? We not that we no, see of. Yeah. So he fades, and then um, the the camera pans to uh, Ethan. There's a smaller figure in front of this gigantic yeah. temple, which has appeared from nowhere. Yep. So uh, he's in the cave, and um, not a cave. <laughs> and that's it. That's that. And then the, the subtitles run. Um, that's it yeah and it seemed a really bit of a letdown for the end of the movie you wanted this guy just sacrificed who he right he believed his woman this woman was the love of his life now didn't he because as she's ascending she says i will love you forever this is one day if you're right yeah that's that's some that's some like that's some powerful love (laughs) i stand that's more like a stalker really i'll love you forever see this is this is my issue right when they kissed on the beach i was like all right the typical love yeah you know film thing right and then right at the end you don't get her 
I wanted him to get her. So <laughs> do something. The original life of the first one who died would go off and become one with the dragon. And, and then Sarah and would, would come back. Yeah. No, he gets nothing. Ethan gets nothing. He's He's got no way to get home. It's, I know, yeah, he's lost. He's the next one dead. <laughs> well, there is literally, I don't see how, because it's obviously a very dark desert at this point. Yeah. If he's in another country, he's going to be he's going to be arrested. He's going to be interrogated as to where this giant monster went. Mm-hmm. What happened? He's going to be put in a loony bin because he's talking about ascended dragons and mystical energy. Yeah. He's, if, he's screwed. Yeah, even if the government, because we've already seen the government will let crazy, these people be seemed as crazy. He'll be locked away. If he's not, his life will never be the same because everyone will know what he's done. Yeah. He'll never have a moment's peace. He'll never be able to have a normal job. Everyone's going to be chasing him for the rest of his life. Yeah. So thanks, Dragon. You're up in heaven. I'm screwed. Yeah, basically. So, um, but yeah, I'm annoyed. I, I wanted him to get Sarah in the end. Um, I never thought I'd say that, but I would like to have seen them have an happy ending. At, at least something. I, don't know, I had a feeling it wasn't going to work out well for him because it just... I don't know, it just didn't seem like he was going to get anything. <laughs> it just, the character seemed to be like, this is my destiny, I'm going to do it. Well, most people who can, who have a destiny don't really seem to get anything at the end of it. Once it's done, it's done. It's done, yeah. Really. The thing is, if it's like a like you said, South Korean movie, that is kind of thing. Like The hero gives up a major sacrifice and lives humbly for the rest of his life. Yeah. So, sod that. Deem, uh, Dragon, make me win the lottery or something. Yeah, I know. Even if I couldn't have the girl, a few million pounds would soothe my soul. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that basically how it finishes. Um, so well done, Texas. Dear Americans, I do not. We, we here, as yet untitled, do not consider Texas to be a deserted wasteland full of dragon demons. I, on the other hand. <laughs> no, so. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so out of 10. What, what you... I actually wrote that down. Uh, oh, okay. Look at you, Mr. Five and a half out of 10. Okay. For effects, six and a half out of ten. All right, so, all right. It was there were some really good parts, but it was outweighed by some of the really bad bits. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so overall, what are you giving it? Are you gonna? Yeah, I'm thinking that. Uh, yeah, it's out of twenty, but I'm gonna do it out of twenty for a change because oh, I've got okay. two lots out of ten. So that's about twelve. Twelve yeah. out of twenty. Yeah. Twelve. All right, that's not too bad. So we'll be worked that out. So that'd be around about seven out of ten. Okay. Uh, I reckon. I mean, I'm not great with maths. Um, I'm gonna say a six. Uh, very inconsistent with bits. Um, Choppy editing in a couple of places. Yeah. So a bit inconsistent. Um, confused the hell out of me. It was alright, I guess. <laughs> like I put it this way, I'm a sucker for like bad films. Um, but this this is my this is my only gripe. It wasn't bad enough for me to rate it higher. <laughs> that that's the issue. When I was actually looking for this for a DVD in the shop this morning. How did you bought this this morning to find it? Yeah, I was looking for one that was utterly C list movie. Yeah, even a even a bad B movie would have done. Like you start the old um, the old ones. You see that like the neck bit still sticking out. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? But, yeah, yeah. That's the turtles, wasn't yeah, it? In the turtles, <laughs> the turtles yeah, turtles. You can still see it sticking you out. You leave them alone. <laughs> but we already decimated them already, <laughs> so that's all right. But yeah. Um, I was looking for one. It was either between this movie or a clown movie, and I'm not a fan of clowns or puppets, as is as Rob quite clearly knows. Yeah. Uh, so basically, this is what I'm going to do when um, we start doing more, more and more podcasts and that, and we're getting a bit more fan interaction and yeah. whatnot. I'm going to ask them if we're going to watch Chucky. 
and then uh, and then we'll leave it to the uh, the listeners to decide. You'd, you'd have to get ninety nine percent of the vote to make me watch it. I mean, no, not I have to be, everyone who votes would have to have to vote yes for me to watch it. But then I'd go on and vote no myself. So I mean, the one percent I could get away with. I'll do it on a secret poll. Oh crap! <laughs> um, yeah, so I I reckon yeah, six out of ten, and I would say around about you'd be roughly the same. Yeah, let's just go with the random same. So both yeah. of six out of ten each. Yeah, roughly. That's not that's not bad. Um, I know upon the ending of the film, um, I wanted to know if there was a second one. And there is. So, do we now? Do I buy the second one and then we watch the second one? What's the bit? It doesn't have any of the original characters in it. I, 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 but I'm not going to read about it. I, just, I reckon if we just buy it and then watch it and not. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I'll get it off Amazon. I'll so bring it round. It'll be a blank one. A, um, a blind watch. Yeah, so I'll bring it round. We'll open it and we'll just stick it on the DVD and then we'll see what goes on. Five minutes in, we've thrown the thing out the window. <laughs> Crap! Gone. But, what do you reckon? I oh, reckon, sure. yeah? All right, cool. Well, well, I'll have to get, like, I'll get someone else to order it. So, I don't want to see any of it. All I know is that it's called, like, The War or something else. Or Mystery or something like that. Dragon War, Mystery of the Dragon or something. Yeah. So, that's that's all I know. Uh, I'm not going to do any more research. I'm going to get someone else to buy it for us. And then, we'll whack it on. All right, cool. So, um, that's been As You're Untitled. Um... <clears throat> If, like I said, if it's the first time you've listened to us, uh, please subscribe, rate, review it, like all of that stuff. Um, it really helps us go up rankings and stuff on iTunes. Uh, now, if you're an avid listener of uh, TuneIn, go and listen to us on TuneIn. If you're a fan of SoundCloud, listen to us on that. If you prefer iTunes, then definitely go and listen to us on that. Either way, subscribe to all three things. If you're a YouTube watcher, then um, we do have our audio and podcast up, but it normally comes up a couple of weeks after, so it gives us time to get the... Um, the audio listened yeah. and, and all that stuff on yeah, um, on every other platform before YouTube uh, for us. So um, if you are a listener on YouTube, go subscribe to us. Just type in as you're untitled. You can't miss us. Where the uh, where the big picture with loads of little pictures in the middle. Yeah, posters. Posters. That's the road you a flip. Um, yeah. So uh, definitely go listen to us. Uh, so we've been as you're untitled. I'm Rob, and I've been Chris. See you later.